Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hello, Mojo Sports fans. Welcome to the In Focus Show. I'm one of your hosts, Nishika. The In Focus Show takes a little bit more of a deep dive into the lives, history, background, and aspirations of our guests. And we talk a little bit more about the things beyond their love and pursuit of their sporting pursuits. In some of our episodes this season, we use this forum to reveal a little bit more about our fellow Mojo Sports panelists, so our listeners get to hear a little bit more about the voices that they hear on our other shows. So today we have the amazing fellow Mojo panelist, Sienna Williams, as our guest. She's a panelist on the Women in League show and a rugby star, so we'll be getting to know her a little bit more today. I'm so excited to be interviewing you. How are you feeling today? Oh, thanks for having me, Nishika. I'm feeling great. Really happy to be here and chat a little bit more deeply with our Mojo fans. Amazing. So let's get right into it then. So tell us a little bit about your sporting background and how you ended up at Mojo. Yeah, so for as long as I can remember, I've loved all things footy. So I come from a a footy house. We watch the footy. Dad used to play footy. You know, mum's pretty uncoordinated, but she's still involved, loves her Tigers. So for as long as I can remember, footy's been a part of my life. Um, When I was probably about eight, I started playing Oztag just sort of for fun. And I got pretty good at it, I would say. Um, So... It ended up turning into, okay, I'm going to try out for this state cup team for St. George Oztag. Um, And dad was like, oh, I'll put my hand up to coach, you know, get his moment of fame. So anyway, it was like under 11 state cup Oztag. We were so excited and we ended up winning the state title. It was this pretty big deal, Um, a big family affair, which was awesome. Um, And then since that, I just played Oztag for... I think it was about seven or eight years. So, um, well, yeah, about seven years. Um, And I've just sort of phased out of Oztag a little bit um, as of late. But in that time, I was able to play for St. George, the national team, um, the city team, New South Wales and Australia. So that was pretty awesome um, getting all those opportunities. And I've had so many opportunities through football that it's, it's just something that I hold so close to my heart because of that. Um, and I decided, um, probably, I think I was about 14. Um, I was watching the Aussie sevens win gold at the 2016 Olympics. And I was like, okay, I have to, you know, step out of my comfort zone from Oztag. And I signed up to play rugby sevens and I was probably the scariest night of my life. The first time I played rugby, I remember I, I got there and I saw the size of the people running at me and I just was like, oh my God. I'm never going to survive. And it was just a night of terror, but I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. So I kept playing sevens again, every weekend I'd get there and I'd be terrified. Um, But, you know, I I kept going with sevens and eventually um, one of the old Oztag people reached out and was like, oh, we're going to try and start a rugby league team in St. George for like the first all female St. George team. Um, so I was like, okay, I've got to get amongst that. Um, so over we went to Arncliffe Scots, who were um, the club that 
you know, supported that first team and gave us that opportunity after a lot of other clubs had said no. So big shout out to Arncliff there. Um, and we went to our first game. We we're in like the gold division and we got thumped like 52 to eight. We got absolutely flogged anyway. Um, and then they decided to move us down into the silver division and fast forward. We ended up in the grand final. We unfortunately lost that, but it was a bit of a triumphant comeback. Um, we all got a bit of confidence from that. And ever since then, I could not get enough of league. So I've played this year, um, was my first year playing in the Tasha Gale Cup. I was over at the North Sydney Bears um, and I played a couple of games in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, which was just pinching myself moment and was fortunate enough to get selected for um, the City vs Country team um, to represent City up there. So that's a little bit about where footy's gone. Um, but yeah, super exciting. Um, so many opportunities and it's just been uh, all I can remember is football. It sounds like you've had a pretty wild ride. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah, definitely. There's been lots of ups and downs, you know, obviously with any sport um, there's times where you are the best and everyone knows you're the best. And then there's times where you don't show up and you're not the best and you have to be able to cop your performance on the good days and the bad days and be able to have both of those things representing you. So, you know, you've always just got to come, give it 110%. And that's sort of the attitude I take to footy. There's a lot of things you can't control about it. And I'm a person that loves, loves control, Um, but that's not always the reality. So you've got to just give it everything you've got and that's all you can give. There's nothing more you can give. So I always, whenever I play, want to be there giving 110% effort otherwise I may as well not do it exactly and that's such a good attitude to have as well like that positive mindset regardless of how horrible the day's been just to get in there do the sport that you love and hopefully perform to the best of your ability on that day yeah definitely and I mean there's like big events where you think you have to you know go out there and play the best game that you ever have but it's not always the reality and I think sometimes we think, oh, okay, I've made this team or I've, you know, scored this many tries or whatever. But, you know, you've got to be able to come out and have a bad day and still be okay with your performance and still be okay with the way that you played on that day and accept that and take the learnings from that and move forward to challenge yourself even more to get better. Exactly. And that's the hardest thing, right? So being so resilient in such a competitive sport, especially when you've had a really bad game and you just aren't in the mood, even if you've won, you know that you haven't performed. So then you're just not in that mindset. You're like, yeah, you win. But also what was I doing? Like, Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, North Sydney Bears, this was their first year in the Tasha Gale. So um, they got a few of us girls over and there was a lot of inexperience in that team. Um, I was lucky enough to be um, a co-captain of that team with one of my best mates from footy. So um, it was just awesome. Um, But it was a pretty tough season for us. We didn't get many wins, but there was so many little wins along the way because there were so many learning curves and so many opportunities for girls to come out of their shell and grow as a player. And Norths gave us an environment where they treated us just like the boys. They gave us heaps of opportunities. Um, So we're really, really grateful for that. But yeah, you've got to show up when you're not winning and you've got to still keep going and you've got to still keep giving it 100% because 
just because you're not winning on the scoreboard doesn't mean you're not having little wins within that team and little wins for yourself where you see yourself improving as a player. Exactly. Um, How have you found, just because you were talking about like both the individual and team aspect of the sport, how have you found like those to be different? Like how do you manage both the individual side and then also the team aspect? Yeah, definitely. Because it is a team sport, you've got to put the team as your number one priority. But I always do like focus on how I'm going to perform and what I can contribute to the team. Um, So I always tend to find myself in leadership positions within a group. Um, so like for Oztag, for every every year I played state, I was the captain. Um, I went on to captain the national team and the city team and I captained Natasha Gale this year. So every time I've been in that environment, I take my individual role as, okay, how can I bring the team together? How can I lead from the front? How can I make an environment where everyone feels they're okay to ask questions and they're okay to not be like, oh, is that silly if I say this? So part of my individual focus on the game is making sure that the team's cohesive and the team feels comfortable asking questions. Um, But as well, I do focus on how I'm performing. It's important that I focus on myself too. um, So I can provide, you know, what the best of my abilities to the team. So that means getting down and doing your little extras as in by yourself. And I, for so long, just used to go to the park with my dad and he'd just kick up bombs and I'd catch them over and over and over and every time like I'm on the field with my team I feel so confident in my ability to catch it that I'm not nervous so I think doing things as an individual and backing yourself as an individual helps you bring so much more to the team and bring like an ability to the team that will help lead the team out so I think you've got to focus on yourself to an extent but it's really important to be a team player and it's really important to do what the team wants. Um, I never met, like, I think I never really make selfish decisions as part of a team. I think it's really important. If you are going to play a team sport, you need to be a team player. And if you're not going to do that, go play something by yourself. So yeah, there's a bit of both to it, I guess. That's for sure. Yeah, of course. And honestly, uh, I can imagine how hard it would be to like make those selfless decisions Um, But have you ever had a time where you've had to essentially put the team before your own decision? Like rather than it benefiting what you thought, did you ever have a time where you had to figure out "Mm, maybe I'm not right? Yeah, definitely. There's always times where you think one thing's right and it's probably not always right. And I'm always willing to accept no you're not actually right in this situation because that teaches me something else as a footballer. Um, so there's been plenty of, you know, times where I've approached a coach and said, oh, maybe this would work, you know, this is what I think, blah, blah, blah. And they've just gone, nah, we're going to do it this way. (laughs) And that's fine. Just shut me down. But that's cool. Um, I like having conversations like that. And I like learning as to why we're doing things a certain way. Um, and there's plenty of times where I could go astray from the game plan, but that's not going to benefit the team as a whole. So it's really important to stick to those team goals and the team culture that you're building Um, and I think if people do go astray from that that's where there starts to be you know issues with performance issues with team culture and everything that you've worked on to build so hard so I always try and stick to what the team plan is rather than what I just want to do 
that's exactly what makes you a leader at that point. Like, it's amazing that you're able to prioritize the team's needs so well. Um, how do you feel about the term team culture? Like, do you find that it's quite true? Have you found a family during your games? Yeah, definitely. Team culture is everything. I've been a part of a lot of teams and most of the successful teams have the best team culture and there's a culture where everyone's tight and everyone has each other's back. So if you're out on the footy field and, you know, you don't trust the person outside of you um, off the field, how are you supposed to trust them on the field? Um, So like just with all the Oztag that I've played, we built a really nice team culture and that bred like this successful team and it kept going on being this successful team. Um, even though we didn't have quite the successful season at the Bears, um, the girls were really tight off the field. Um, so, you know, we we had each other's back and we kept showing up even when it wasn't going so well. And I think it would have been really easy to fall off the bandwagon because we weren't seeing the results. But because of that team culture, we'd worked so hard on building um, us as a team unit um, it allowed us to keep showing up. So I think there is a lot to team culture. I think a lot of the time it goes under the radar, like, oh yeah, you know, we'll do a team bonding session or whatever. But like, if you do work on fostering a culture of success and hard work and, you know, trust in one another, that's when the team's most successful. Yeah, for sure. Like I know from an individual sport, like how important that is. I can imagine that it's basically the glue that keeps the team together. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's insane. I love it though. But how did you guys go about building that team culture? That, That is interesting to me. Yeah, look, like I think coaches can push team culture as much as they want, but it's up to the players to build that culture and build that respect for one another. I think having respect your teammates is one of the big things for me so a lot of people just say like oh yeah you know we'll go out for dinner or whatever um that'll build us some culture but I think it's getting to know the people that are around you and making a connection with each individual person about a different thing whether it's like hey you know we have this joke about that whatever but it's it's some way that you can approach each other really easily and that just filters throughout the whole team because if everyone feels comfortable around one another Everyone's going to feel comfortable asking questions when they don't know what's going on. Everyone's going to feel comfortable, you know, of the person on their outside or of the person on their inside that they don't need to, you know, go selfishly off and do their own thing. Um, So I think just those little things like making that extra effort with your teammates is probably the main thing for building team culture. And that's up to players at the end of the day, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. It Honestly, it's the little things that go, like that have the most impact, right? Just yeah. putting in that little bit of effort to get to know someone can make such a difference. Yeah, 100%. So let's take a little bit of a break from sporting. It's still sporting related, yeah. but I know it's a little bit of a touchy topic, but how is the injury life going? So give us yeah. a little bit of like context on what happened and then also give us a bit of an update. Yeah. Um, So I got selected to play in the city um, versus country under 19s national championship at Queensland um, after the Tasha Gale season. And um, this is like the first proper rugby league representative, you know, above Tasha Gale, like next level rep thing I've done. And I was so pumped. Like I was so excited. I was training really hard, 
you know, I was really focusing on how I can mentally prepare myself and motivate myself to bring everything that I've got. So it was going really well. Um, it was a three-day tournament, you know, first two days done really well. Anyway, we end up um, on the third day in the grand final. So big deal. Um, my parents were up there and everything. My boyfriend was there as well. It was really exciting. Um, so anyway, I don't really know what happened at the end of the day, but I took a run got tackled and was like, oh, no, looked down and my foot was sort of a bit sideways. Um, so <laughs> I was like, oh, my. Um, and this is the first big injury I've ever had. Like I've been so lucky playing a contact sport, even like Oztag as well, um, to not really get a major injury. So what ended up happening, I broke my fibula and dislocated my ankle. So it was a pretty big one. Um, so anyway, went off in the ambulance in Queensland, whatever. Um, flew back down to Sydney the next day and had uh, surgery um, on my ankle. So I got, I think it was a plate and about eight screws. Um, anyway, fast forward, here we are. It's about just under three months after. Um, I had to hobble around in a boot for a long time, <laughs> but I'm out of the boot now, um, walking around fairly normally. Um, still not back to running just yet, but that'll come fairly shortly, I would say. Um, but I'm really like optimistic. A lot of people have said to me about like, oh, do you think you'll play footy again? You know, um, and initially I was a bit like, oh, you know, that's really scary. But like, it's something that I love so much that I don't think that's going to stop me you know I could go and fall over in the gutter and the same thing could happen so I don't think I can associate that with just football and it's given me this motivation you know to keep going and um, like train when I can what I can Um, so yeah really well to be honest I've got to have one more surgery just to get a couple of the pins out and then hopefully by about November I'll be back running and training with the, the girls so really exciting. That's super exciting. That's a little bit of a fire under you. You just want to get back into it, hey? Yeah, 100%. I think um, sometimes, like, I, I tend to take the negative view on things and, <laughs> um, like, go, like, oh, like, why did this happen to me, you know? But I feel in this one I've really taken it quite positively. Um, it was right before the under-19s origin as well. I think Ooh. my name was in the mix there. So that would have been a huge opportunity. But it's just not my time yet, obviously. Um, so I've taken this one as, okay, it's just a learning curve. It's to grow a bit stronger, to work out your priorities and you move forward next season. It's no big deal. Just jump back on the bandwagon when you're done. Exactly. And at yeah. least it gives you that like little bit more of reflective time that you probably would not have had because you would have been wrapped up in all these amazing opportunities so it gives you that like chance to step back as horrible as it is. And I'm really glad that you're feeling better. You're right though. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely having some time to reflect on, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, things outside of football as well. What do I want to do? Um, yeah. Having that reflection time is really important. It's made me realize how important football is to me and how much I do actually enjoy it and how I do want to try and take this to the next level. Um, whereas before it was just like, yeah, footy, you know, like million miles an hour, head to training, blah, blah, blah. And you can sometimes, sometimes lose sight of your priorities a little bit and lose sight of why you're doing it. Um, but this time has allowed me to reflect on that and go, okay, this is, this is why I'm doing it. This is why I love it. And this is what I want to do with it. 
um, I want to try and make this some sort of, you know, professional career or side hustle or whatever you want to call the women's game at the moment. But yeah, so lots of reflection definitely whilst I was sitting there. Um, <laughs> but it's it's good reflection necessary to have. Oh yeah, for sure. Like reconnecting with that love of footy like would have been so important, especially now that you know you've got those goals in mind and you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. It it's a blessing in disguise, I think, to put everything back into perspective. Yeah, exactly. So yes. let's take a step away from all this sports talk for a sec and let's dive into your personal life, not so personal, more like work, career, uni, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, sounds good. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing at the moment or what you were doing before your injury and, yeah, like what you're doing at uni, what you do for work, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I only graduated high school last year, so I'm still 18. Um, And I graduated and was like, okay, now what to do with myself? So um, I am currently studying a Bachelor of Psychology Honours at Macquarie University. Um, And that's decent. I don't mind it. Um, But I've done a little bit of work experience in media now, obviously with Mojo as well. Um, But I'm working casually on 2GB radio and on Sunrise on Channel 7, um, which is really, really exciting. And that's lit another little fire. Um, so I'm, you know, now tossing up what to do with myself there. Um, just something about media, you know, the pace of it, the excitement, the ever-changing environment gets you super excited and energized to go to work. So that's something that I'm really enjoying. I still am currently doing my psychology degree um, just via like online. So that's not too bad. I just treat it as a bit of a side hustle thing. Um, but yeah, that's really exciting. All that work stuff. And I did work as lifeguard at the pool with yourself. Um, so we were hanging around, um, lifeguarding, but obviously the injury did throw a bit of a roadblock in there. So I haven't been lifeguarding too much as of late, but yeah, lots of stuff going on, um, lots of exciting work opportunities. And I think as well with the injury, it's allowed me to focus a little bit more on work and what I want to do with myself in the future. Um, so that's all very, very exciting. I'm super excited to see what the future holds for you, especially because you've got so many exciting avenues. Yeah. It might be a little bit hard to make a decision, especially with uni, as you know, that side hustle vibe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, I always was really studious in school. Um, I probably tried way too hard. Um, I ended up getting like an ATAR of 99.15. So it was like, you you know, you got to use that for something, you know, people say, hey, oh, be a doctor. In the presence of a genius right now. No, no, it was just like, as I said, when I get my mind on something, I just work hard until I get it. Um, so I, I'd fixated myself on, you know, getting some, good ATAR, whatever. Um, but it, it ended up even surprising myself. I was pretty like, oh, when I saw it. Um, so obviously with that, you're sort of told, oh, go to uni, you know, do something like be a doctor, be a lawyer, you know, all these things people think are the smart people jobs or whatever they want to call them. Um, so I applied um, for a Bachelor of Psychology Honours, which I'm now currently doing. But 
I don't know if uni's for me. I still haven't quite worked that out. Um, so all the media stuff has been more hands-on and more like on-the-job training, and I think that's something that's really exciting. So I'll have to work out. I guess I've got a little bit more time to reflect now on my hands as well. Um, I'll have to work out what I do want to do with myself. There's lots of, as you said, lots of exciting opportunities and so many avenues I could go down. So right now I'm just keeping my options all on the table, um, but hoping to sort of come to a bit of a conclusion by the end of this year as to what direction I want to go in with my career. Exactly. And you have, you're so young, you have so much time on your hands. You can always go explore one option. And if that doesn't work out, you have heaps of time to explore other things as well. So don't stress too much, but this media angle seems really exciting. So I hope that leads somewhere, especially if you're able to like combine that with your sporting career, that would be insane. Yeah, definitely. I I'm still pinching myself at the opportunities that I have gotten. Um, I see like, you know, you see reporters or whatever on TV and I'm like, oh my God, like producers do everything behind the scenes there. And that's what I've been doing. So that's really exciting. And I've done a little bit of work on um, the continuous call team around rugby league. So that's really exciting too. Potentially it could lead to something where I am, you know, chatting about the sport that I really enjoy as a job, like the fact that that's even a possibility still shocks me and still is like really exciting. So yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, no, that's literally the dream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I really hope that something like that works out for you. Um, And I also hope that this sporting career avenue, because you have so many opportunities coming up when you do get back into rugby. I really hope that it's like launches forward and you're, overwhelmed by the amount of opportunities that you get (laughs) yeah I'm really hoping the same too you know the girls game is growing so much and it's getting a lot of viewership Mm -hmm. um, which is just amazing but I think still a lot more needs to be done to respect women playing rugby league Um, I think making it a full-time job and making it a full-time profession where these girls can train full-time and they can have that as their job and not have to go off and do something else is the respect they deserve by this point. It's been a lot of pioneers of our game. Tasha Gale, who used to be one of the panellists on Mojo, you know, she's done so much for rugby league in her time. And the girls that are there now are just trailblazers. So I think it's really important that for girls my age and girls even younger than me who are now growing up playing rugby league, that these opportunities to have that as your job, which we like, I would have even never thought that that could never happen. But the opportunity to have that as your job and just that is just so amazing. So I'm really hoping with this expansion of the NRLW that as as that happens, it starts to become a full time career. Exactly. And it's honestly what you guys deserve. You guys work so hard, especially the women in the current like national teams. They work so, so hard to get to where they are. And then they don't even get the recognition of it being a full-time job, which would be the dream job, to be honest. So it's really crazy that there's still that gap. Yeah, it's really tough. And you hear, obviously, because I played in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, there are a lot of the NRLW girls in the North Sydney Harvey Norman's team and you hear some of their um, sort of schedules and stuff. Those girls are going off to work and coming back to train and then expected to front up on the weekend and put on the same sort of quality as the guys who are 
all week at training, you know, and that's all they do. And obviously that's tough enough, but add another job in there. A lot of these girls do shift work or, you know, things like that. It's it's just near impossible for them. So, yeah, I mean, the, the quality that they're bringing this year is just next level. And I think everyone is in awe of that quality. And to consider that they're doing that as well as another job is just out of this world. So I think, yeah, you're right. By this point, I think there needs to be a discussion around it because, what are we doing having these girls as part-time athletes they're performing at a full-time standard imagine how much better they could perform if they were given this opportunity to train full-time and play and that's it so really exciting talk around the women's game at the moment next time on the in focus show we keep the questions rolling and bring to you part two of our interview things already established and to come in as like at the time a 17 year old um, with all these NRLW girls it was a huge step up for me Um, you have been listening to Mojo Sports thank you for your support it is very much appreciated the team and I are trying to build something a little different here so everyone's support is very much appreciated continue to support the podcast download subscribe Check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.